Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home Home repair. repair. We've got Kayla with us again. Kayla, Amy works project manager, and I'm sure she's going to have some amazing insights on our topic today. Always. Yes. (laughs) That's what I'm going to go into this every time is always. Always. So we're going to take the time today, and we're looking at... Repair versus replace. Right. Replacing, recycle, Bump getting reuse. something new. Yeah. What 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 can you reuse or fix? And what should you just throw away or recycle? Here in Seattle we have second use situations and I'll be interested mm-hmm. to to hear what you think about those donation of things. So right. so Amy, kick us off here. Okay, so Got started with this when somebody had one of those cutting boards that comes out from the from the cabinets, right mm. underneath your underneath so kind of built in, right, and it slides out. and And they um, had just moved into the house and they pulled it out and it's looking kind of a little grody. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, so do I repair it or do I replace it or do I refinish it? And I just I get to thinking about it. It's like, yeah, it's it's easy enough to replace it, but then. Then it goes into the landfill. Yeah. And, you know, it couldn't really be. Like nobody can use it in that state. Right. So it either, it's just going to be garbage. uh, Right. Or refinish it. Right. Um, And and it actually got me to, uh, you know, I got up off my couch and I went out to the kitchen. (laughs) Because I've got, you know, the kitchen is probably the original 1960s kitchen that I have. And, And I pulled out the two that I have and I looked at it and... It's not really plywood, but it's a piece of wood that's got a veneer on Mm. the top and the bottom. Well, on one, it's been used quite a bit. So the veneer has actually been cut through. Mm. So there's really no, I don't think refinishing it is, I I think it'd be really splintery. Um, Unless you're going to add a new veneer and then that's a real project. Right. That should be a project of love and you want to try that rather than just that these cabinets need to be replaced anyway. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's also, the, so there was the, the question about, well, what about bacteria? Uh, there was a, now I don't know how true it is. So this is hearsay. It's got to be true. It was on the internet, right? <laughs> that uh, wood is like a natural antibacterial. So the bacteria doesn't grow. It actually kills it as opposed to plastic. Huh. Don't quote me on that, but that's what I was reading. So that was somebody's, you know, response to it was, you know, it's like, well, wood's a natural antibacterial. I don't know if that's true. If anybody has anything counter, please email us at right. askamy at amyworks.com. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do the, you sand it, sanitize it, put some, uh, you know, denatured Oil. alcohol on it, let it dry out really, really well. That's going to kill anything that's on there. And then oil it really well and reuse it. What kind of oil would you use? There's actually like cutting, cutting board. board oil. It's food grade stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Thoughts on that? I like what the idea. Do? I like the idea because especially if you're talking about 
I mean, cabinets are so custom and so specific. And if it's old enough that your cutting board has a problem, I would think it would be kind of hard to find a replacement anyway. Yeah. So if at all possible of spiffing it up. And it wouldn't take that long. Mm-mm. You know, get your sander out, have some fun. Yeah, it's, it'd be an easy project, right? Yeah. Just sanding yeah. flat surface. Yeah, if you were working with, it's, it would seem like a nice opportunity, either one for you to practice your own stuff, or if you were teaching somebody else and giving them an opportunity. Get your you kid know, like, to do it. Exactly. Your 10-year-old, it's like, oh, they get to use a sander? Right, right. Oh, I love Relatively it my dad would safe. let me do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think that'd just, be like, kind them. of a fun opportunity to right, do that. Right, right. And then they will have done something that's in the kitchen, used all the time. Every time they pull that out yeah. to make their peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like I say, I did this. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that, Kayla? All right, before you get crazy with the sander, uh, <laughs> are you in for replacing? No, 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 oh, okay. no. I think I think it's cool. I think you should do that. But I can't tell you how many times you've gone into something and you forgot to take a template. Because once you start sanding and you hit that edge a little too hard and it changes the shape and everything else, and then you go to put it back in and you're like, whoa, this doesn't fit like it was supposed to. Yeah. And Maybe your grit paper was a little too heavy or something like that. So trace uh. it, template it first. So in case, you know, that goes south, you at least have a template to get a new piece of wood and make a new one. Mm-hmm. I always think that it's important to trace everything, make sure that you have all the original pieces before you try to go and restore or repair something so that you're not like, man, I didn't even measure. Was that 29 or... 26. Right, right. Yeah, it looks about, because I'm going to tell you, when you think it looks about, you're wrong. (laughs) Most of the time, I am. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, right. So That's that's good. That's good uh, advice. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. I'd gone off half-cocked and gone and sand it. Well, see, I'm a project (laughs) manager, so I have to think about that for everybody else. Like, hey. I appreciate that. Think about this. Right. What if this goes wrong? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Are you ready? Did you take a measurement? Did you take a picture of it? Right. It's a big deal. And so that would, we talked a little bit offline, you know, say about how far can you go and fix something Mm -hmm. when you're making that decision, take all those notes, find out if it's something that's replaceable, you know, or or if if you make a mistake, is it now turned into a custom job or. Right. I used to work apartment maintenance and I would go in every time when something was, hey, my dishwasher is not working or my water heater. I'd take pictures. Right before. Oh, how yes. everything together. Yep. Me too. And then you take it apart, and then you take a picture. Because yep. someone's going to say, well, what was the color of the inside of that pipe? Man, well, I didn't look at the inside. I was looking at the outside with the hole on that and water coming. I wasn't even paying attention. Well, it mattered. Well, I already threw it away. Yeah. But that, that's never what you want to hear. So the whole process until you get it right. You know what I mean? You got to just document or measure or something. And have a right? system for your screws. Yeah. Not say, oh, yeah, I'm going to remember that I'm going to know there. that that one that's just an eighth of an inch longer goes here. And that, yeah, like I was taking my uh, dryer apart to replace the belt. Exactly. And yeah. it's got this light that gets fed through the drum. And it's got this and that. And it's all that. Oh, I took all kinds of pictures. Yeah, I mean, that. documenting all of it. Some of it comes with special tools, you know. A, yeah. uh, apartment maintenance, dishwashers, if they get clogged, have a vacuum specific to sucking out the stuff that gets way clogged in a dishwasher. That stuff is nasty. I've taken that it, apart. That, yeah. Oh, but it, that's if gross. you take it apart, there's a lot of layers because there comes to a point where you can't take it apart because that's actually for the vacuum to attach to. So you're sitting here like, why doesn't this unscrew? I'll just get a screwdriver and, you know, knock it out. What? Don't do that. Right. Don't. If it's not coming out the first time for you, stop, think, take a picture, 
and then reevaluate your situation. Right. <laughs> there was in my dishwasher. There's a, a float, and it looks like mm-hmm. a, it looks like a uh, ping pong ball. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's just in there floating around. And of course, I'm taking it apart. I don't know what it is. I'm like, um, does this, hmm, I wonder. Does this belong here? Huh. Was this? I um... left it in there, so apparently, and it's still working, so it must be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What okay. else would we consider whether to replace or repair it? Faucets. Faucets are a good one. I get that at home a lot. You know, yeah. the, the faucet will start to to drip, and it's like, oh, should we? I think we need a new faucet. It's right. Like, it's a Delta. We don't need a new faucet. I can go get parts for $10. It'll take me 15 minutes to take it apart and put these new O-rings and stuff in, and we're good to go. Yeah. And and what we would get for, say, 75 bucks is not as good of a faucet as, as what's in there already. Right. So, and... Uh, but that's when you, if you go and you buy that $25 bathroom faucet that is, is plastic and in a year it does start to leak or you had a little chip of rust that, that came through and lodged in there somewhere, you can't get parts for it. So it's like that's when it's advantageous to spend a little bit more money and you'll have replacement parts and you'll have it for a while. Yeah. And even if you're not going to repair it, just even, you know, buying something that is repairable. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of things are built now, like appliances are more throwaway than they used to be, mm-hmm. particularly at a certain price point, like you say, mm-hmm. about the faucets. Like, And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that this problem with supply chain is a problem with mm-hmm. you know having tradespeople repair people and reno people make people think it's not as easy just to go and get a replacement right that you have one you have to take care of stuff now mm-hmm. and to make sure that you can buy something that is repairable and that in your city or whatever mm-hmm. you know there's the people that could do that well and i think before you sh- before you ever think of repairing you should think about cleaning uh-huh. A lot of times, you know, there is that where a faucet, you know, there's stuff hanging out in there. You just got to clean it first before anything needs to be replaced. Maybe it's not any parts that are bad. Like the, it's just dirty. Yeah, the, you know cal- what I yeah mean? the calcium deposits yeah. almost look like rust. And I'm like, it's not right. rust. There's nothing else. It's just, it's just stuff in your water. So Take I that always, aerator out. I, I always clean it first, put it all the way back together to make sure that I can put it together, right. run it, and then see if I'm still seeing that same problem. Then I'll go with, oh, okay, well, now I need to think about repairing something Mm -hmm. or maybe it's a part. But sometimes it's just life. It's been working for a minute. It's tired. It's dirty. (laughs) You know, give it some love. Uh Tell it you still care about it. (laughs) Have that conversation. (laughs) You know, communication is everything. (laughs) All right? And then you just say, listen, I'm here to give you some hard love and we're going to be just fine. And then it works out, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then we'll think about repairing later. I don't know. When I was doing the handyman services business, there were I don't know how many faucets that I would repair just by taking it apart, cleaning it up, putting some silicone grease on the parts, mm. and putting it back together. Like Worked a dream. Great. Yeah. And I would always say, you know, give me a call if it starts leaking again. Did yeah. you get a call? Yeah. Just those That's small, something. small little things that would yeah. work great. Yeah. I think there are also some things that feel big and intimidating, mm-hmm. but but really aren't, like um, changing out your disposal in your kitchen. It's not oh. really 
that hard. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I- IKEA shelves are more difficult than that 100%. sometimes. <laughs> and or something like changing the direction on your dryer or washer if it's possible. And I think this is where YouTube has also become really amazing when they have a how-to-do. Somebody's usually done it. So sometimes Mm -hmm. there are good videos and sometimes there are bad videos. I was changing the direction on our washer. What do you mean changing the direction on it? The door, so that the oh, hinge. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So that okay. it, it opened the other the way. The door swing? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and first I checked that it's actually doable, you mm-hmm. know, because it's not always doable on certain models. But then I found um, a video, I think, from the manufacturer that said, this is how you do it. And one of the most helpful things, one, it was wonderfully designed in that they had the wire harness, they had a duplicate wire harness. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was oh, just sitting there. Oh, that's nice. And just, I'm like, what an easy, mm-hmm. dumb thing, really smart thing. Like, how much did it cost them right. to put an, totally. you know, right. a parallel a, harness right. in there? Yeah. Wow. Um, but what was really helpful is he said, you know, there's these little plastic pieces that you were taking out from the metal. And he's like, okay, this is how you're going to pry this. And be careful because you don't want to break those tabs off. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is how you do it to avoid breaking those tabs. And so what I appreciate it is, you know, the door is going to be heavy. This is when you're going to have to engage strength, and this is when you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the fine-tuning stuff and where you're gentle. And I thought that was incredibly helpful. I think it's really important when you're watching videos to watch it first all the way. 100%. You know, some people want to, oh, this says how to. And then, like, the first thing that pops up on a video is step one. Okay, great. I'm going to watch step one, pause, then I'm going to do it. Wait, wait. There's always something after one step and before the next that's very, very important. (laughs) Okay? And to see how they do it. Like, which hand were they using? You know what I mean? Like, look at the positioning of this. Like, don't get in involved and you're like, well, I'm just, like, holding it with my dominant hand, the phone here, watching, going to do it with my left. Okay, did you just swap a door with your left hand? Do you do that all the time? Probably not. So you should probably watch, put it down, pay attention, and then start it back up. Well, the people who are making how-to-do-it videos, one of the other things that I liked about this video is we watched him unscrew Mm -hmm. seven Every screw. Yeah. Because sometimes things happen. Totally. When that fourth and fifth one comes out. You know, and so I just love the idea of, and and so the whole project is only a 10-minute project, Mm -hmm. but then, oh, he had a a towel down that I put the glass down on. The question that I usually have is what's in between that. 100%. What they cut to. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. I know all that (laughs) stuff. I need the piece that you didn't show me. And I think, you know, you should watch more than one video. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like some people, there's going to be multiple how-tos. Right. Well, just because you typed in how to change my, you know, swing on my whirlwind. Right. Do, do you know how many videos there are? Rule of threes. Give three a shot. Yeah. And see <laughs> if, there, if, there see three, if there's something threes. that makes sense to how you are because everybody thinks differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So every video is built differently for those people. Watch yeah. a couple, you know, really... Pay attention to it because a 10-minute task could take you a lot longer than 10 minutes because well, yeah, you weren't. You may get into, you know, getting close to the end where it starts to get complicated. Right. And you're like, oh, no. And if you've already started and you've got this thing in your hands. torn apart <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, I don't I don't want to do that. Or, you know, you, you need your floor jack to do this. What the hell? Yeah. So, right. right. Okay, YouTube videos. Yeah. (laughs) That's where we went. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
Uh, and okay. I mean, I love that people are sharing information. It doesn't always have to be a professional that does it because you can't count on a manufacturer mm-hmm. doing a how-to video and everything. So I love that people are doing the YouTube videos because mm-hmm. it's difficult. Mm. Know that this is, there was a video needed for this. So this yeah. is going to be a thing. <laughs> right. This is not, you know. Or like, you know, what I find is I did it and there was this one thing that nobody tells you. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot in car videos. Yeah, car, very car much so. That my dad just loves. He goes, there's that one thing that professional mechanics, they won't even think about it. And that's why sometimes I like the homemade ones because the professional mechanics, they're going, oh, and it goes like this and it goes like this and it goes like this. Because they've got that special tool to do this. And they've done it 17 times right. yesterday. Right, And so, but the person is doing it by themselves. like, this thing here, I couldn't get it out to save my soul. I figured it out by doing this and this, so mm-hmm. give that a try. So I think that's very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, repair or replace bathroom fans. We get we get that a lot. Um, you know, you turn it on and it sounds like a jet engine. It's like, oh yeah, we need this replaced. It's like, not necessarily. Repairclinic.com is always a good one that, that I tell people about. Uh, you can get the parts for it. You can get the motor. You can get the propeller cage kind of thing. You can get the new uh, grill and the little springs that hold it in. And and that's a particular example of they're. They're made modularly so that they are made to be, to just replace the, I was so happy you told me that when at the condo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We had a a bathroom fan. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a, it it broke. It wasn't working. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that's going to be a project because it looks like such a thing. It has this. You got to pull it out and you get get above there. I don't know I'm going to install this and give that a try. And he was like. Yeah, it's probably just motor. I'm like, okay, you know, this, but just a <laughs> DIY. It's like, I'm still going to need to figure out. It's actually built to just like the wire harness had plugs. Like know, an so, outlet kind of plug. Yeah. And one screw. And yeah, and a couple <laughs> screws. I'm like, it was so rewarding. And, and to think about things like that, if something has broken, broken, mm-hmm. you know, do you really have to replace the whole piece? Right. Or just clean it. Or clean it. <laughs> True. Yeah, the cleaning made it over clean. here. Well, it's a big deal, you know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, you could leave something dirty for too long, and that's why you have to replace it. True. Right. I mean, you dirt just Dirt gets caked on it, and the, the bearings go out because the, the fan is A no buddy of mine balanced. just moved to Seattle, and he's like, come over and see uh, see my new apartment and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And we walk in, and he was like, so, you know, this is the kitchen, this is the living room. And he opens up the door for the bathroom. This is the bathroom. And I was like, you need to clean your bathroom fan. Yeah. And he was like, you are no fun. <laughs> and I was like, I know, but I'm just telling you right now, you have to clean that. Mm-hmm. And he had just gotten a brand new apartment. And you talk about more than just the grill, the yeah, the like take it out. And yeah, yeah, depending on the fan, a lot of times it's easy, you know, if you if you really look at it to pull something down and just dust it, take a Lysol yeah. rag and wipe it up and and clean it. And then put it back together. And as that's opened, you know, can you, we talked about, you know, fridges a lot, but I think even go ahead and vacuum it every once in a while. In my apartment, I'm always, I mean, it's like, I'm twice a month at least doing my, it bothers me. When I see like twice dirt. a month in your in your bathroom fan, always, yeah, man, wow. it bothers me. I hate it. Is I there hate... stuff up there? No, enough to clean. No, oh. <laughs> no, but I just He's make sure, make sure about there it. isn't. That's where I'm at. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a no for me. I don't. When you've cleaned enough of them that have never been cleaned, yeah. When you've seen things that you can't <laughs> unsee. <laughs> In my line of work, I'm just saying, my bathroom fan, I mean, depending on the time of month, you can eat dinner out of that thing. (laughs) All right? Okay. 
I can't see. There are things I can't unsee. We can go into horror stories in another episode, but I'm just Oh, that'll be a fun one. It's real. Construction horror stories? Yeah. Right. They're real. You had one just last week at the DADU. Which, oh, the homeowner, unfortunately, oh he fell. Gosh. Oh, He fell and he oh, scraped his leg no. and the yeah. and the guy's on blood thinners. Oh. The poor man. So he's calling an ambulance. He's bleeding all over the place. It, I it, run up there. And then she sends me pictures of it. Well, I just wanted, just boss. Right? Come on. <laughs> Jen, oh, that's important She's trying thing. to share. Yeah. I anyway. mean, it looked like someone was murdered in our DADU. <laughs> Brand Glad new. They hadn't painted. So we made a joke, and I, I, you know, I checked on him, and I said, "You all right?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "Okay, listen, there's a saying that goes around, but you weren't supposed to take it literally." And he was like, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "Blood, sweat, and tears, yeah. not literally, <laughs> not literally." <laughs> you know, man, you didn't Just- have to go there. I was like, "But it's definitely yours. You blood on it. It's yours now. <laughs> you blood on it. You buy it." <laughs> what else can it can be? I think uh, back to the disposal. That's something that can sometimes feel like it's broken, but it's really not. Oh yeah, are you saying yeah. garbage disposal? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Knowing what the what the repair is for a garbage disposal, right? You've got the reset button on the bottom, and you've got the Allen wrench that fits up the, underneath there to um, loosen up the, the get those One, blades two, loosened up. Mm-hmm. And yep. I repair garbage disposals on the phone. I said, okay, what's it doing? Yep, it's humming. All right, here's what you need yep. to do. Stuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yes. $69.95. <laughs> when I used to work apartment maintenance, I'd have at least because they'd overload you, someone would get garbage disposals and that would be yep. your one thing all day. And I'd have like a work order list of like 32. Wow. And it was, I just walked in with one tool every time and turned it, turned it back on and it was done. And I had 32 work orders and, you know, yeah, take my lunch in between because I've been working really hard because it was just like, <laughs> I started leaving Chucks with, with them so they could, you know. Right. Hey, right. if it hums again. This is what you need to do. And also stop putting that down there. Right. That's no. a, I mean, it shouldn't happen a lot. No, no but people don't, so, you know. Baby you, bottle nipples should not be down there. <laughs> what else can you take apart and fix? Uh, it's kind of made to be fixed. Well, I think you should think about categories, vents, filters, anything that has those kind of things. You know, you can... Borderline maintenance things. Yeah. Which I take your point. Maintenance can avoid a lot of the repairs. But you can, yeah, you can clean it and repair it. Your grills on your, you know, when you're moving furniture around and you dent it and you think, you know, you just messed up all your ducting, you can repair those. Mm. Alicia, I'm so proud of you. We've we've won her over with maintenance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. <laughs> furnace filters are huge, huge. You know, if you had to replace your furnace, because I've had because where, why? Because because your you furnace filter, filter is clogged. Yeah, you weren't cleaning, clogged, right? Yeah. right. And uh, a woman was like, "Well, I've lived here for three years or five years." I said, well, have you changed the furnace filter? She looks at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. I said, well, let's go look at it. Mm. And I pulled it out, and it was concave because it was sucking so hard. And she was having a problem. It wasn't heating, right? Right. She was getting the heat zones were just awful. I'll be back. I'll, you know, $10 filter and put a new one in. And she's like, oh, my word. That's And that changed your life. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know just keep that going, and the furnace would just die. And you know having to replace the motor and everything that's starting to get really expensive. Very expensive, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think that when you think about repairing or replacing, you should think of the integrity of what it is. Mm-hmm. What is happening here? What mm-hmm. am I really looking at? 
mm-hmm. and what do I need for this? And is it repairable or replaceable mm-hmm. based on its structural integrity? That's like my one thing is let me look at this. Let me see how this works. Right. Because a lot of times until that moment, you don't think about how that pulls out and goes back in without. Right. So look at it, think about it, and what's really the issue? Because that will tell you cleaning, for one, if that needs to happen. Or, you know what? I actually need to replace this piece of it. I can see that happening now. I've actually looked at it, and that structural integrity will sometimes tell you which way to go Mm. or which way is even an option. Like, you know what? I actually can't repair this. I have to get a new one. It's completely, you know, Mm -hmm. shot. You Mm -hmm. can see it. Mm -hmm. So really looking at something I think is important. On my rental house, I had, before I did the the whole renovation, it had the original cabinets in it, mm. and they were made of particle board. You know, it would get open, a cabinet would get open too hard, and it would, the hinge would rip out of it. Well, I'd just move the hinge <laughs> and put right. it back. Right. Right. So I got probably another, you know, five to eight years out of those cabinets, knowing how to do that. You know, because that's yes. the, you know, those are expensive. That's those, that's big replacement. Or yes. you just don't have doors. I had the same problem at, at our condos. Your door is like, the door is broken. It's broken. Well, it's really just replacing the hinges. Mm-hmm. And that is something you can do. That's something that's made to be replaced. It is time to do a renovation on that condo, though. It is. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, sometimes, though, you can... You can just build a new face frame for cabinets. Right. You know, right. and you like build it and you put all the little boxes and then you as one full piece and just stick it onto or like onto your old ones, the the new face but frame. But again, that like I think that goes back to your the the str- the integrity of the thing. Yeah. Do you want to mess with that on particle board grossness anyway? You know, making that decision on we're really close to needing to repair this anyway. Right. I've already moved right. the hinges three mm-hmm. times. You know, what's and, my budget? Right. I was just going to say, that's where I've done it. I've done it when someone couldn't afford something else. So I just built a brand new face mm-hmm. and it was three quarter and that's what the hinge needed. And so the hinges didn't go on the particle board anymore. It just went on the new face and everything worked out just fine. And you just basically gave your cabinets a facelift because you could tell with oh. the integrity of it that that was all you needed based on. We should do a video of that. And there it keeps go. it keeps the bones of your cabinet because sure. a lot of times with those, they're in there to live there. Yes. You know what right, I mean? So right, sometimes yeah, that's yes. too much. Right. right. Yeah. So these next couple of things are clean it. Nailed it. I knew right. It. So knew so it. paint brushes. <laughs> right. Instead of buying oh, yeah, your two dollar paintbrush, which doesn't give you a real good quality finish anyway. Mm-hmm. Bad you idea. spend eight dollars on a paintbrush. Yeah. And eight dollars. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, it depends. No, you want fourteen. It's been a while since I bought a paintbrush. Okay, you need to go and oh, buy really? a paintbrush. Okay, okay. Well, no, it'd be right. interesting to see what you think the tiers are. What do you think the tiers are? What do you mean? The the minimum. There's the chip you... brush that's the. Oh, what's like know, the... the minimum I would spend on one? Yes. $8. But you would still like the job that you get with an $8 brush? Cutting brush? Well, so that's, I mean, that's the thing. I think it depends. It depends on the brush. I think there's some Home Depot. I can get a good cut in brush for eight bucks. Okay. But you know, a good cut in, it isn't the brush. Some of it some is the brush. Some of it is. Some but it is isn't brush. just because the brush. No, I want you to do it because with if a foam you, brush. No, no, no. That's not a brush. Oh, okay. Let's be How about like, a chip brush. Okay. But let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. first of all, I take foam, your point. I take your point. But tools, the right tool. It's true does make a better product. Right. But when oh. something is like a specific task, like cutting in, that takes focus. You can't press too hard. Right. There right. is technique to that that is going to make even a $14 brush 
still look like that. garbage. Right. So you do have to you have to care a little bit. Of course. <laughs> We're not saying you can be a complete boob and if you buy an expensive enough thing. But a cutting brush does handle paint differently. It does. And it's it's true. It differently, so. I will agree with you since so you agreed with me. <laughs> a paintbrush is still a tool. It is. It is. And it's better to buy a good one. It is. And be able to clean it yes. and clean reuse it, it. than yeah. than buy the buy the four dollar brush and just throw it away. How do you feel right. about rollers though? Same. I mean, you buy the good the good rollers, clean those. I have just such a problem with the water waste trying to get a, a roller cleaned. And we've talked about this before. I'll try to use it, you know, if I've got a project over a couple of weeks, I'll wrap it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so that I can use mm-hmm. it again. But I will not use 20 gallons of water just to clean out a roller. So here's the thing. I think when you're cleaning out a roller, for one, if you're going to wrap it to use it again, those aren't the ones you're going to really clean out. If you're going to use it and you're done with it, you should definitely clean that out. If it's like days and weeks and you're doing a really big painting project and wrapping it, that roller is going to outlive its life if it's sitting with that much paint for a long period of time. Well, I'm not talking about a long period of time. Well, even you're just like overnight. Overnight. Like finish, or, finish it. You know, just like, or I'm doing my second coat. You know, I'm letting it dry overnight. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do another okay overnight's fine but some sometimes you a couple nights it's paint and party we're talking about friends came over stayed the weekend and everybody's going done. to town painting sometimes it's sat too long and and so you are going to waste a lot of water trying to get that clean because it sat with paint for too long i think even when you clean it right out of it the first time i just find that it takes so much water That's i just what soak in the water mm-hmm just take a five-gallon bucket of water and just throw it in there. And if it's a better better quality roller, it's going to have a plastic tube as opposed to a cardboard. Sure, sure. So the other can, thing is take it out to the that. grass and, and get as much paint off as possible, you know, so you're not washing a whole lot of paint out. But you don't want to do that on the wall. You don't want to till it's sure. dry because then you get, you know, roller marks and stuff. But take it out and try to get as much. Put it on a board in the garage that you, you take don't a care bucket. about. You take a bucket with a lid. Okay. Put a hole in it. Hole on top of it. Right. Get that attachment for the roller that goes into your drill. Right. Stick it down there. Turn it on. It's going to throw all that paint out. So you've seen that. Have you actually done it? Yes. And mm-hmm. you like how it works? Kayla said, yes, Amy. Looked at me blankly. So. Because <laughs> I've just seen it. I haven't used it. <laughs> right. I'm bringing this conversation to a close. To a close. Okay. Well, <laughs> do you have anything else? So, so consider your tools. Consider buying fairly good quality so that you can repair things and 100%. and keep up with the cleaning and the maintenance. Keep some of it out of the landfill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One last note, though. What do we think about recycling cabinets? Like the second use. Oh, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. We've done it where they have come in. We'll call them and yeah. say, "Are you, we? We've got a kitchen that we're going to renovate, and we'll send them pictures of the cabinets and <laughs> the countertops." Right, and they'll be like, "Yes, we want them." They'll come in and do the demo. They right. actually will take the counter out. They're, they'll take worthwhile. the right. So that's actually saving the client because then we're not. They're not paying us for doing the demo. Right. Keeping that out of the landfill. Somebody's able to use those. Who Who is using those though? Yeah, you have stuff from the '90s. Who's really using the used cabinets? Well, there there are some people that'll that'll get them. They'll put them in a cabin, or they have a small kitchen, and they're able to you know mix and match what what have come out of a a bigger kitchen. Um, They could 
the frames or the boxes could be in great shape, and they just, just get doors. new doors. Um, you can use them for craft rooms, garages. You right. Can, I mean, sometimes what it is is you just need a box with a door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a drawer. Mm-hmm. And a little paint, you know, I mean, white cabinets are a big thing. So, I mean, you can just spray that sucker down and it looks like a brand new cabinet. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. So they're pro. Yeah. Pro for it. Definitely. Well, Definitely. Thank you for good ideas. If you have any thoughts about whether you should replace or repair, we'd love to hear some of your stories. You can send those at askamy at amyworks.com. Thank you again, Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.